Alright, good morning, good afternoon or good evening my fellow trash talkers, whatever time you're tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with Dee Bork and I'm your host Dave Bork. It is Wednesday the 22nd of November and this is episode 6 of our NFL pod and we are going to be running through some of the best of the best of week 11 of NFL football. We get ourselves a new Super Bowl favourite. We do. The Philadelphia Eagles fly, Eagles fly. Yeah, <laughs> they were good. Huge win in Kansas City. Huge win for the boys. I don't know if they're going to feature in our best of the best. They just might. We will hit on the best of the best of week 11 as well as time to take out the trash. And <laughs> Garbage Man is going to be busy today. Busy, busy. As well as going through some of our questions for the week, as always, slide into those DMs at Trash Talk with D Bork on Instagram. Socials, love all the feedback that we're getting for the pod. Thank you very much for following along. As well as running through our best bets for week 12 and a little recap of week 11. Cop some injuries in week 11. Some tough some tough ones to, to go through. Nothing you can do about that. Prayers up to Mark Andrews. Hope he is all right. He was involved in a Friday reel. That was a tough one to see him go down, especially for a Baltimore team who was absolutely rolling and every chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Joey B too. Tough one. Tough year for the NFL with all these injuries too. Super tough. Well, why, why don't we... Uh, we'll get more positive. Let's go, let's go to the best of the best for week 11. How do we not start with a kid who has been struggling a lot this year, a lot of questions being asked of, is he the guy tough to take over from, let's be real, one of the goats of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Jordan Love. I'll show you some love this week. 27 of 40, 332 yards, two touchdowns, a game-winning touchdown drive with 2.30 left on the clock to Romeo and Juliet, Romeo Dubs. 23 to 20 victory against the Los Angeles Chargers team who just continues to find a way to lose games late in contests. It must be tough being a Chargers fan. Questions need to be asked about Brandon Staley there, especially for someone who openly said in the press conference that he was controlling the defense. Brandon, the defense is the problem. <laughs> Can't be blaming on Quinton Johnson. I know old Butterfingers dropped that pass. That's a it's a tough one, but that wasn't a lot. That wasn't what lost in the game. It wasn't. They just keep finding ways to lose games late, and they get a big big match against Baltimore this week, no doubt. But we'll go back to go back to Jordan Love. I mean, they they weren't looking great all contesting, but he just he found something. He did connected with his receivers really well. They're they're a very very young receiving core, and I don't know. Maybe maybe you might have to stick with Love. Just given that they don't have that veteran wide receiver who's going to carry them through. They've, they've got a bunch of kids, you know, with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Maybe keep Love around because they're going to have a big offseason together. They probably won't make the playoffs this season, but, you know, I think you got to give it you got to give it time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Romeo Dobbs was getting them a victory. <laughs> they got a big matchup this week. Thanksgiving football. Yes, Thanksgiving edition of our pod. Thanksgiving footy against the Detroit Lions, the opening game of Thanksgiving. Detroit, usually one who somewhat disappoints in Thanksgiving footy. Something tells me this year is going to be a little bit different, especially when you've got Jack Harlow on at halftime. What a day that's going to be in Detroit. <laughs> Green Bay give themselves every chance now in that one. Aaron Jones may miss the contest, which will probably hurt Green Bay. And they got touched up at home last time they played the Detroit Lions. And I think there's going to be a similar trend to that one with Detroit 
you know, now they've seemingly got a two-headed monster with Monty and Gibbs. So Green Bay may do it tough, but still an enormous win. Uh, an enormous win either way for Green Bay and Jordan Love. I mean, it gives them a chance. They've got to be positive. They do. You know, they're now four and six. They're not without a hope of making the playoffs, but it's probably a must-win against Detroit because the following week they, they host the Kansas City Chiefs. So this one's a must-win for them on Thanksgiving. See if they can give their fans some turkey love with Jordan. Let's go to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, he's copped a lot of uh, scrutiny this year, I guess. 24 of 32, 262 yards, two touchdowns. 17 rushing yards and two touchdowns as well for Jordan. They He had a stinker against San Fran. There is no ifs or buts about that. It sets up a huge, huge game at the Houston Texans this week for Jacksonville and probably a game that's going to decide the division because the Tennessee Titans, my Tennessee Titans, are completely dead this year. <laughs> we look terrible. Will Levis actually had a decent game. He did, if you look at his stat line. But somehow, Jacksonville ended up winning that game by 20, and Trevor Lawrence is a big reason for that, and he will be a big reason this week in Houston as well. In a, in a contest against CJ Stroud, who has been incredibly, incredibly hot. He's on a heater this year. He didn't play that well against Arizona, I'll say that, so maybe... Maybe Trevor and the Jags are playing them at the right time, but either way, it's going to be a big, big contest, uh, unfortunately, in one of the early slates for people who don't tend to watch up. Uh, sorry, wake up early. <laughs> I'll be up either way. So, yeah, big win for Trevor and the Jags. Huge win. Congrats. You beat us. Well done. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks who were struggling a lot earlier in the year, but this guy keeps finding ways to win games. Is Danger Russ back? Russell Wilson. Another late game-winning drive, finding Cortland Sutton, 21-20 victory against a Minnesota team who was rolling, and Minnesota had that contest pretty much won. They had total control of that game, but Russ, on the back of a defense who suddenly woke up, I don't know, they copped 70 early in the year to Miami, and they looked awful, but I don't know, Russ has them going again, 27-35, 259, one tutter. Now, you know, that... They have this Denver Broncos team at 5-5, five and five and you know with the likes of Cincinnati pretty much having a line put through them now that Joey B's gone, there could be a wildcard spot open for this Broncos team. If their defense keeps playing at the level that they're playing, if given Russ those short fields to work with, I think it's going to be an absolute grind against the Cleveland Browns this week, but you're getting them at the right time playing, playing DTR who did pick up his first win as a starting quarterback, so congrats to him. That's going to be, yeah... It's probably going to be one for the purists in that one. It could finish about 10-7. But, yeah, Denver, they keep finding ways to win. And all you got to do is win games in this league. It's tough to win games. So I think a lot of Denver Broncos fans are happy with the way things are going. And maybe they're getting value for money for their $250 million man in the end. Because he was unlimited in primetime footy. Well done, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I can't believe this guy's actually in the best for the best. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, Gabagool, my man who still lives at home with his parents. 18-26, 246 for three touchdowns away to the Washington football team, who, if we must say, that stadium is an absolute disaster. No running hot water after a game, after these guys just put their bodies on the line. They can't even take a shower pretty much after the game. Two-minute showers, as we say in the group, is a cold shower. (laughs) Honestly, there were poop pipes last year, and now we got no, no 
<laughs> running water in the joint. Come on. Anyway, back to Tommy DeVito. Mum's cooking must be treating him well. You know, it sets up a very winnable game against the struggling Pats this week for the New York Giants. Who wants the L more? I don't know if many Giants fans are actually happy with the, with Tommy winning him a game this past week and maybe won't be even more thrilled with if they do manage to beat the Pats because it rules them out of a, of a high-quality draft pick at the end of the day, and that's what the Giants are playing for this year. You know, they want they want to be in the sweepstakes or the Caleb Williams sweepstakes or the Drake May sweepstakes. Who knows, it could be Michael Penix or Bo Nix. I don't know. They definitely need a new quarterback, and I don't think Tommy DeVito's going to be the man, but if they beat the Pats this week, it slides the Pats up to that that two spot or three spot in the in the NFL draft for next season. So, yeah, it's going to be a battle of who wants to lose this game more. Don't tune into this one. Yeah, it's not going to be one to watch. It won't. Fantasy football owners do not own anyone on either team. <laughs> this is this is a name that is very very popular in the Kansas City region right now or in the NFL region. Swift. And it's not Taylor. It's DeAndre Swift. 76 rushing yards for one touchdown. Also 31 receiving yards. He was a different Swift that dominated Monday Night Football this week in Kansas City. He had a monster game. I've said it all season long. He is their best running back. Put him in the game and he will probably go close enough to winning this team a Super Bowl. Stop bringing in guys like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. I understand they're serviceable. But DeAndre Swift is a playmaker. He clearly makes winning plays and makes this offense look infinitely better with him in the backfield. It simply does. You know, tough for Detroit to I don't know, lose this guy in the offseason, given their running back stocks. I'm pretty sure they're okay with it. But DeAndre Swift is a huge upgrade on Miles Sanders. And at the end of the day, if you watch the Super Bowl last year, the Philly running game was hurting a fair bit when Sanders couldn't get going at all. He was pretty much benched after the first quarter. That changes things this year with Swift. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to beat the likes of San Fran or Detroit. The NFC is an absolute gauntlet this year. And DeAndre Swift's going to be a big reason why this Philly team can go all the way. And they have the best record. They're now outright favorites to win the Super Bowl, probably with good reason. We know it's going to be a, a tough run, but if they manage to get that number one seed in the NFC and things have to go through Philly, we've seen opposing fans try to come into Philly, and I wouldn't want to be going into Philly if I was uh, wanting to to make my way into the Super Bowl, so good luck to that. But, yeah, huge, huge, huge win in Kansas City against the Chiefs for the Philadelphia Eagles in a I don't know, somewhat tough-to-watch match in those conditions. We were on the over in that one, so that one hurt. But... At the end of the day, Jalen Hurts made some big plays. The brotherly shove just continues to be unstoppable, and the Philadelphia Eagles are riding high into Week 12 against the Buffalo Bills, which is going to be a hell of a contest. It will. Why don't we get this garbage truck around the corner, and uh, it's time to take out the trash. We may need two trucks this week because we got a big pile coming on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Yep. All right. We're good now. We're good. Why don't we start with the Pittsburgh offense? I think Pittsburgh fans are probably rejoicing because someone was fired earlier this morning. <laughs> Matt Canada, finally gone. The first coaching, first in-season coaching move the Pittsburgh Steelers have made since 1941. 
this move is a long time coming because if you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers, my goodness, they are tough to watch. Probably the worst team with a with a, with a winning record. They're six and four. Kenny Pickett went 15 of 28 for 106 yards. That's about as bad as it gets. I know this Browns defense is lights out, but still, I don't know. People, a lot of people blame Matt Canada for how bad their offense is run, and I get it. That's why he got fired. But Kenny Pickett is is still not good. There'll be times where he he can make a couple of plays here and there, but I still don't think he's the answer for some of the weapons I guess that Pittsburgh have like Deontay Johnson is good I think with a good quarterback he'd be a lot better put up a lot better numbers Georgie Pickens is a guy I don't know Kenny just seems to miss him a lot he does he's still in his second year so he's probably still learning but with a better with a better coordinator they might get something going uh, their running game struggling if it wasn't for Mr. Warren they would literally have nothing right now because Najee Harris has not been one of those Alabama running backs that you'd expect, you know, when you you go back to Mark Ingram and obviously Derek Henry and you thought Najee's going to be that next guy and Najee has not been that next guy. He has been bad. Jimmy Warren is their best running back when, you know, he kept him in the game with that huge touchdown run against the Browns because apart from that run, they literally had nothing. So they didn't deserve to win the game. They didn't win the game and finally... Matt Canada is is on his way out the door. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the Pittsburgh Steelers can... I don't know, make some moves going forward this season. They're obviously still in the playoff hunt. They're a game back on the Ravens for the AFC North. They won't win that division. But if you look at what's to come, they they travel to Cincinnati this week against a team without Joe Burrow. At the end of the day, you've got to be winning that game against a backup quarterback. Then, you know, they play the Arizona Cardinals. They're, they're no good. Kyler can make some plays, but they're still not good. They play them at home. They play the Pats at home. Then they play the Colts away. Bengals, like... <laughs> realistically that team probably should be a 10-win team going into probably week 17 where you finish at Seattle and at, at Baltimore. They might have wrapped up a playoff spot by that point, but Kenny Pickett does need to be better. I think they're going to have a, a bit more going for him offensively now with, with Matt Canada gone, but time time's going to tell. You need to win that game at Cincy this week, though. You can't be losing to a Joe Burrowless Cincinnati Bengals, even if it is on the road. But congrats at Chris Lubacic for losing Matt Canada. <laughs> Sam Howe, oh, yikes. You lose a game to the New York Giants, especially at home, when you're contending for a, a wild card in the NFC. Yikes. It was a potential look-ahead spot for for the Washington Commanders. It was. You know, they played Dallas on on Thanksgiving, and Dallas, have, they've been, been known to lose some games on Thanksgiving, but there's every chance that Sammy Howell did overlook this contest against the Giants. He threw three picks, got sacked four times. He just didn't look good, and you simply can't be losing games at the 10-point favorite at home to the Giants. They were awful. He needs to be better against the Dallas Cowboys and against an elite, elite team who's a chance to obviously win the Super Bowl as well. So you need to make a statement on national TV. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone's going to be eating their turkey over there in the States. So Sammy Howe, you're playing a team who knows how to lose on Thanksgiving. Air that ball out, my friend. Be better. Someone who has been a staple in the trash. I don't know how he keeps getting out of it, but we're going to throw him back in. He may be a garbage man next season. Zach Wilson. Do I feel for him? Yeah. He's been relegated to a third-string quarterback this week after another abysmal performance. 7 of 15, 81 yards, one tutter, one pick, five sacks. The guy couldn't even run on the field. He fell over when he was going backwards. <laughs> 
I feel for him because this season, let's be honest, should have been an apprenticeship to just sit back and watch Aaron be Aaron. They lost Aaron Rodgers, so he's also had a chance to, you know, play and learn off A-Rod, but he has not been that guy. I've said it for weeks that he should be benched, or at the very least, you've got to bench him for at least a week, make him learn, make him watch something. I don't know, just get in the practice field with Aaron Rodgers for three hours a day. Learn something, watch some tape. I don't know. It's just not happening for Zach, and it could be a very, very short NFL career for him when you're getting benched for Tim Boyle. Good luck with that this week in the Black, in the first ever Black Friday game. We get to see another Jets game on primetime. Yes, awesome. <laughs> it's going to be a tough watch. Tough watch for Jets fans in particular. Ugh. Yeah, tough season. It's not good. Speaking of tough seasons, this team has been horrific in the second half. And it's, it's something you really wouldn't expect for a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go back to their last five games in the second half. They scored zero against Philadelphia, zero against Miami, zero at Denver, seven against the Chargers, and even then they were rolling there. They had 24 in the first half and decided to only put up seven, and six against the Denver Broncos in that first ugly, ugly win there. A lot of you might be thinking, oh, you know, they're, they're probably up multiple scores anyway, so it doesn't matter. No. Four out of the five of those are one-score games. Sorry, three out of the five of those are one-score games. It's like they're playing to hold on rather than having the best, pretty much the best quarterback in the NFL do his thing. They're averaging 5.3 points a game in the second half. And a lot of that is boosted from like a, a Minnesota match in the second or third week when they scored 14 in the second half. And that was in the third quarter. Didn't score in the last. It's not good enough, really. It's ugly. You know, I mean, I know MVS dropped that ball late in the game. Would have scored a touchdown. Is that on Mahomes? No, it's on him. But, you know, they still had a whole half to score some points. And they, you know, lost, a, lost another one at home. It's it's bad footy. It really is. They need they need to sort it out ASAP. They do. Because that's not going to be winning them Super Bowls. They're lucky that Joey B's done for the year, so that kind of eliminates a big dog who they always have a bit of bit of trouble with. But it could be the year of the Ravens. Could be. Or is that what Josh Allen needed in Buffalo? I don't know. Anyway, that is the trash for the week. I know it was a lot. We'll try and try and keep it less. Less next week, he's hoping. Let's check out our DMs and see what we got for this week at Trash Talk with D Bork. Let's go to at James Holden. Do you feel like the Eagles need a new OC? Similar to what we were just talking about, it was a very, very tough watch. I know the conditions were a bit rough, but I've watched a lot of this Eagles team similar to what Kansas City can be like, that they somewhat play to hold on a little bit rather than putting teams to the sword. Because they know that their running game is so strong that you know they they'll just be able to pick up first down, first down, or whatnot. Jalen Hurts will run. I, mean, I overheard that Nick Sirianni sees it as first and nine because if they get it to that one yard line, they're just going to brotherly shove it over no matter what. No one's stopping them get that yard. So which is true, but they've been a bit more of a tougher watch this year. They averaged. 27.3 a game that's 5th in the NFL behind Miami who are averaging 30.5 Dallas 
just over 30. San Fran just under 28, and Baltimore also at about 27.5 too. So if you look at this Eagles offense with Jalen, with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, DeAndre Swift, they this should be a team who should be averaging 30 comfortably. So, And at the end of the day, the way the NFL is trending, like points are being scored. Maybe not so much this year, especially in primetime footy, that a lot of games are going under, which has not been favorable to uh, a lot of punters out there, including myself. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's a strange one with Philly. They ranked 12th in passing yards per game and 8th in rush yards, whereas last year they were 3rd uh, or third in points per game, but they were ninth in pass yards and 5th in rushing yards. So they've definitely, they've definitely digressed this year. They have. But they'd, at the end of the day, they still have the, the best overall record. They don't look like they are. Like last year, they looked a lot better. I'll say that. And maybe getting, you know, Dallas got it back will help. He's a big loss in the middle of that field. They don't look, they don't look the same without him. But they still have enough, still have enough weapons to go. You could almost play Julio Jones at tight end at this point. <laughs> He's so big, so so big. Will I be looking for a new offensive coordinator? I'm going to say no. But if they don't win a Super Bowl this year, questions need to be asked about the way that they are somewhat holding on to games, or playing to hold on to win. I should say so. That's something I'd that's something I'd look at for sure. If I'm them, they've got to start pushing the pill. Score points because you know you can score points. Your wideouts are probably two of the two of the best wideouts in the league with AJ and, and Devonta, and then you've got one of the best running backs in the league, or two, I guess, if you count Jalen Hurts and, and DeAndre Swift. So this team should be averaging over thirty or close enough to thirty, and especially when you're gonna be competing with the likes of Dallas and San Fran who are both ahead of them and both have a, a very good defense where Philly do not have the best defense this year apart from a rush defense. That's That could be concerning. So that is one to watch for sure to see if their scoring does go up a little. But thank you, James. Let's go to a new NFL fan, someone who's followed on this season, at Bambo001, or at Run Wanker. I don't know what he's going with. <laughs> when will the New York Giants be back in contention? 2012 was a long time ago. Yes, it was, Bambo. Yes, it was, Scotty B. Yeah, yikes. They are a bad, bad football team. They did get a win this week with uh, with the best Italian in New York sports right now, Tommy DeVito. It's an ugly watch, though, if you're a Giants fan. You know, they paid Daniel Jones a lot of money, and I think a lot of them are hoping that Caleb Williams will end up being the guy that they you know, can somehow land this season. So, But every win that they get hurts their chances to get Caleb. Caleb's not helping himself by losing a lot of games in college to finish the season, but does his, I don't know, record speak for itself? Is he the automatic number one pick? I guess so. But, you know, if you don't get Caleb Williams, do you then take a chance at Drake May? I don't know. I don't, I don't really think he's... I think he's another project. Like, he could take a few years, which means that the Giants are going to continually just be out of the race for, you've got to think about it, at least another five or six years, unless they can pick up, I don't know, some, you know, good free agents or whatnot. Like, you've you've got to pay Saquon. I know he held out a lot in the offseason. You've got to keep him around because you still need a good running game. Their offensive line is a debacle. So even if you had a good quarterback, you can't protect him. So, <laughs> yeah. Things are going to be tough for a very long time for New York sports, the Jets and the Giants, I think. So keep waiting. Keep waiting, Scotty. All right, let's go to at DJ Lobina. 
with the Pats on the decline and the Raiders highly likely to look for a new head coach in the offseason, could you see Bill Belichick and Tom Brady possibly reunite at the Raiders? You are a Raiders sicko, and I'm going to say Tom Brady is happily retired. But could you imagine if Bill comes across to Vegas and he says, Tom, give me one more year with you, we'll keep Devontae Adams around to play with Tom Brady. Elite running game with Josh Jacobs. They shore up that offensive line. I think that would be a fun, fun watch. One last ride. Yeah, do the old Johnny Farnham. Get him out of retirement for Tom because clearly the answer is not Jimmy Garoppolo and Aiden O'Connell in Vegas. You want Vegas sports to be good. Just like the Golden Knights in the ice hockey. They won the Stanley Cup. The Vegas Raiders are absolutely no chance of winning a Super Bowl right now. Do you give yourself a chance with Tom Brady having this year on the sidelines? Maybe he might miss it. I don't know. Does he want to take a couple of hits with Bill for one more season? <laughs> I'm going to say no, but they definitely need something else going in next season because you can't go around again with Aiden and Jimmy. No, no way. Because Mr. Devontae Adams will be on his way out the door next season. He's already given Aaron Rodgers a call to the Jets, I think. Anyway, that is our question time for the week. Thank you for sending those through. As always, keep sliding into those DMs at Trash Talk with D Bork. Let's hit up Jerry and see where he's at for uh, some best bets for week 12. Show me the money! We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. Our best bets for last week went 1-1 one one with Sam Fran covering over Tampa. Late, probably got a bit lucky there in the over 45 and a half in the Kansas City-Philly game. We had 31 going into last in somewhat of a monsoon. So that was pretty tough. Especially, I think if Kelsey doesn't fumble that ball late, that game is every chance of going over. It probably goes into favor if they score on that drive. But he's in his fumble era with a Taylor Swift reference right there for anyone following along. <laughs> Takes our overall record to 5-6 and six on best bets for the year. Our reels, the Friday reel went three and four, three or four, I should say. Uh, Mark Andrews, 40-plus, getting injured. He had 23 in, on the first drive. That thing was just about as home as hosed as you can get. Uh, so tough, tough loss there. Can't do anything about injuries. It is what it is. It's a tough one. I hope he does come back, though, because Baltimore, a huge chance with him to win the Super Bowl if he does come back this season. On Sunday, we had a couple of reels, as we always do. Went one of... Two there. Tony Pollard finally had a big, big day, rushing one in late, thankfully. CJ Stroud, another monster day passing. And Calvin Ridley getting us the chocolates there. We lost the other one, went one of three in that contest there. Both Jerome Ford and Brees Hall couldn't get anything going on the ground against pretty poor rush defenses. Monday night footy, again, <laughs> two out of three. But the one that we lost, we had Isaiah Pacheco under 49.5 in that contest. And... Philly had their biggest ever rush, rushing yards allowed, I guess, giving Pacheco 89. Their previous best was 58 to Brian Robinson. So, you know, I feel like we're on the right side, but Pacheco ran all over him. Can't do anything about it. We move on three and six in reels. Be better. Let's see what we got for this week. We have two best bets on Thanksgiving Friday or Thursday, depending where you're listening from. The San Francisco 49ers, minus 6.5 at Seattle. Short week for the Seattle Seahawks, especially with Geno a little bit banged up this week. The better teams have you know, been dominant 
on short weeks, and I feel like this is another what this is another case for the better team to be to continue to be dominant. San Fran probably put the cue in the rack a little bit against Tampa Bay in the lead up to this short week for Thanksgiving, and I feel like they've they've saved themselves a little bit for this one. They will. Uh, I think they'll be too good for Seattle. They'll they'll win by at least a touchdown in this contest, especially with the banged up Geno. Second game we're going to look at for Thanksgiving is the over 48.5 Dallas-Washington. This Washington secondary is about as bad as Tennessee's secondary. It is awful. Dak's going to have another huge game. Mentioned before that Dallas can lose Thanksgiving games. They've, they've let their fans down a lot. They've, won, they've only won one of their last three in Thanksgiving, but they should be far too good for Washington here. And they, I think they'll be putting up at least 35 in this contest if I was to be having a play in that one. The spread was probably a close bet, but I feel like Washington can put a couple on them with Sammy Howe because he can throw the ball, this kid. Even if he is taking hits, he'll, he'll have a crack. Two more games we're going to look at. First ever Black Friday game, Miami minus 10 against the Jets. I feel for Tim Boyle because he's, he's clearly not good enough. He's not. And Miami should have far too many points, even though the Jets' defense is elite. Miami need this one. They do. They weren't that great against Vegas, but I feel like they're going to be far too good for the New York Jets in this contest. I'll take the minus 10 there. Last but not least, we've talked about it before, primetime hunters, but we're going to get... I'm going to take another chance here. The over 47.5 in the Chargers-Baltimore game. I know Mark Andrews is out, but Lamar should have a big night against the Chargers secondary, who is absolutely horrific, and also Bosa in this contest as well. They will They will battle. They will. Zay Flowers could have a big, big night in this contest. So give us the over 47.5 there. That is all for this week. Plenty, plenty to talk about, and I can't wait to get back again next week. As always, keep an eye out on socials and Instagram and TikTok at Trash Talk with D-Bork for, for a few more reels. We'll definitely have a couple heading into Thanksgiving and probably even the Black Friday game as well. And as always, on Sunday nights, this has been Trash Talk with D Bork. I hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving with your family and friends. Can't wait to speak to you all again next week. Enjoy. I'm out.